Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the second Sunday of the month of Kiach. And what I would like to talk about this morning is our Lord Jesus Christ as the second Adam. We will quickly review the readings during uh, this Advent season. We are in the second Sunday. So last Sunday we read about the Annunciation of the birth of St. John the Baptist. This week we read the Annunciation of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And God willing, next week will be the visit of St. Mary to St. Elizabeth. And then it will be uh, the fourth week will be the birth of St. John the Baptist. And the Baramon will be the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then the feast will read the visit of the wise men to our Lord. So just as a preface to this, because if you're not fully paying attention to what we're going to speak about this morning, you could get confused because we're going to talk about some theological things. So I want you to try to focus with me as much as possible. If we look in these two verses over here, the Archangel Gabriel comes and he explains to St. Mary what's going to happen, that she's going to give birth to our Lord Jesus Christ. And then she says, How can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, in verse 35, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. In this response from the Archangel Gabriel to St. Mary, we see the presence and the work of the Holy Trinity here. The Holy Trinity always does everything together. They play different roles, but they do things together. So in a very simple way to understand it, the Father, He wills something. The Son does the will of the Father. And the Holy Spirit sanctifies the work of the Son. So you see, they all work together as one unit, but they have separate and different roles that they play, but they operate as one. So here in this answer from the Archangel Gabriel to St. Mary, we see the work and the presence of the Holy Trinity in the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We see the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest is God the Father. And we see that the Holy One who is to be born will be called what? The Son of God. So we see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in, uh, the, in the work of the Holy Trinity, in the presence, and in the incarnation over here. If we were to go back to the creation of man in Genesis chapter 1, we also see the presence of the Holy Trinity. When God created everything, how did God create it? What did He do? Somebody tell me. What did God do? Who said that? Yes, He spoke it. He said something and then it came to be, right? So when God said, let there be light, what did the light do? It came forth. What did God do differently when He created man? The answer is on the screen. What did He do differently? He formed him, but He said something different. One word differently. He said, let us 
make man in our image according to our likeness. He used the creation became in a plural sense. He said the word us according to what? Our image and in our likeness. So the word us and our was used here. Why am I highlighting this? Because when the first Adam was created, the presence of the Holy Trinity was there. And in the second Adam, who is our Lord Jesus Christ, we see the work and the presence of the Holy Trinity there. So the Holy Trinity, like I said, it, and, and, and you can apply this to all of the works of the, of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They always work together. So I wanted to highlight here how the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, they work together in the creation of the first Adam, who is Adam in, in the book of Genesis. And our Lord Jesus Christ, we call him the second Adam. I'll explain why we call him the second Adam. St. Paul in his first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 47, says this. The first man, who is Adam, was made of what? Was of the earth, made of the dust. The second man is the Lord from heaven. Why does St. Paul refer to Adam as the first man and then our Lord Jesus Christ as the second man? Obviously, in between Adam and our Lord Jesus Christ, there's a lot of people. So our Lord Jesus Christ is not the second human being here on earth. So why does St. Paul call him the second man? St. Hilary of Poitiers says, The first man was made from the slime of the earth. The second man came from heaven. And when he asserted that the second man was from heaven, he testified that this origin was from the appearance of the Holy Spirit who came upon the Virgin. But why was this necessary? Because well, today we're talking about the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Why was it necessary for our Lord to take flesh? Every Christian should be able to answer this question. It is one of the most important questions that we have in our faith why our Lord Jesus Christ took flesh. Because if we understand this concept of the Incarnation to the best of our ability, because it's a mystery, then we will understand all of the rest of the works of our Lord Jesus Christ. I put, not, I didn't put this together, but this might help explain what happened. This slide, and I've showed this slide before, this slide here, I took from the CDC website, the Center for Disease Control, and, and how they come up with vaccines, all right? If you look, this first thing on the left, this uh, darker green, it's, called, it's the disease-causing organism. So it's the virus itself. And it says that, on the top here, from the, according to the CDC, it says all vaccines contain an active component, the antigen, which generates an immune response. And then later on at the bottom, it says the key ingredient in a vaccine is what? The antigen. It is either a tiny part of the disease-causing organism or a weakened, non-dangerous version 
so your body can learn the specific way to fight it without getting sick. So with the CDCs, and I'm not a chemist by any means, so I don't want you to think that, but it's, it's a nice contemplation here and it helps explain the incarnation. So what they do is they look at the disease and they take something from it called the antigen. They need to extract it from the disease itself in order to do what? To create the vaccine. And then after they extract it, they combine it with whatever other medicine or healing uh, components to create a vaccine. If we were to apply this to what happened here in the incarnation, it'll help understand. The first one is the fallen man. It's the fallen man. How is it the fallen man? God created Adam. And what did Adam do in Eve? They sinned. So what happened was humanity became diseased. And this is our theology around the original sin is that we inherit the original sin. Okay. So humanity, the disease spread to all of humanity. So humanity was sick. God created Adam and Eve for what? For life. But because they disobeyed God, the disease now became inflicted upon all of humanity. So our Lord Jesus Christ then had to take flesh. Why did he have to take flesh? Think of it like this. He, in a similar way, he had to extract from the flesh from humanity, just like you do in this, in an antigen over here. So this is why the second circle over here is the humanity of our Lord Jesus Christ. But like it says over here, this, it's a, either a tiny part of the disease causing organism or a weakened, non-dangerous version. So what? Our Lord Jesus Christ, He is sinless. So He's different. He took humanity in every single way except what? Sin. And then He combined that with His divinity. So we have the new human who is now human and divine, like our Lord Jesus Christ, who is fully human and fully divine. And this is what happens to us in the baptismal font. The old man that was created with the original sin, the old man that we were born, all born into, has to die. This is why we have children who are baptized, because regardless of whether or not they sin, Everybody was born in that corrupt state. So everybody needs baptism. This is why our Lord Jesus Christ says, unless one is born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. So we need the sacrament of baptism. So again, going back to that question, why does St. Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 47, call our Lord Jesus Christ the second man? Because now our Lord Jesus Christ established a new man, a new person. Because Adam, like St. Hilary of Poitiers says, was made from the slime of the earth. But the second man is a heavenly man. So 
St. Paul continues in verse 48 and 49 of chapter 15. As was the man of dust, so also are those who are made of dust. And as is the heavenly man, so also are those who are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. So the question that I have for you today is what man are we? Are we the man of dust? Are we the first man? Or are we the heavenly man? Because St. Paul is saying, either we bear the image of dust, the image of Adam, or we bear the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. So let's dig into how we can bear the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Origen says, If you remain in what is of the earth, you will be turned away in the end. You must be changed yourself. You must be converted. You must be made heavenly. So, in order for us to become this heavenly man, we have to live a heavenly lifestyle. But how do we live this heavenly lifestyle? St. John Chrysostom says, to bear an image is not so much a matter of our nature as such. Why? Why is he saying that? Because we were all put in the baptismal font. Correct? If we were all baptized, it means that that old man has what? Died. But because we are still in the flesh, I still have the ability to make choices that are according to what? The old man. So in order to bear the image of the new man, the heavenly man, how do I do that? I do that by my choices and my behavior. This is why St. Paul continues in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So, if we look at our lifestyle, am I still attached to the things of the world and living according to the man of the dust? Or have, am I working to bear the image of the new man, the heavenly man, the man that we spoke about today in the gospel who took flesh? And I explained to you why he had to take flesh. Because humanity was diseased. And humanity wasn't reconciled, was apart from God. And that humanity combined with his divinity had to do what? His blood had to be shed and, it, and his, he had to be risen from the dead and ascended into the heavens. This is the new man that we live according to. The second Adam, not the first Adam. But sometimes because of the way we make our choices in life, we are still attached to what? the old man, the man of dust, the original Adam. But our Lord Jesus Christ in his incarnation, which we remember today in the gospel, he's taking us from that old man to the new man, the heavenly man. So, and the way we live according to that heavenly man is by our choices. And we should think to ourselves with every decision that we make, is this according to the man of dust, the old man, the first Adam, or is it according to the second Adam, 
who is our Lord Jesus Christ. And all of our decisions, am I focused on the heavenly, like the man, like the new man was, or am I focused on the earthly, and how I conduct my life, where I put my time, what I prioritize, what I put my energy in. As children, are we raising our children in a way to be focused on the heavenly man, on the things that will continue eternally? Because our Lord Jesus Christ continues eternally. So if we bear his image, then we will continue eternally. But what happens to the man of dust? Where does the man of dust go back to? Dust. So our Lord Jesus Christ in his incarnation united humanity with his what? Divinity. And he lifted us up. So this is who we are. We all have this ability to have the heavenly man because we died in the baptismal font and we were sealed with the gift of the Holy Spirit. So we are to live according to that spirit by our choices, by our spiritual way of life. But if we live according to the flesh, then I'm stuck into the old man. So if we summarize what we say, or we said, we see the work in the, of the Holy Trinity in all of God's work. We see how the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit were present in the creation of the first Adam. And then we see the work of, and the presence of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit in the second Adam, in the incarnation. His incarnation was a union of what? His divinity and humanity in order to save the diseased humanity and raise us to a new man, this heavenly man. This old man has died, like I said, in the baptismal font and lives the heavenly life through our choices. So all things are new now in Christ. So by our choices, ask yourself, is my choice here according to the old man, the man of dust, or is it according to the new man, the heavenly man? If we live according to the old man, that is not what our Lord Jesus Christ wants. That is not why he took flesh. He took flesh to put to death the old man and give us the new man. But sometimes we are stuck in that way of the old man, live and live according to the flesh. Let us live according to the spirit, the heavenly man, which is eternal because the spirit endures. The body decays and returns back to its dust. This is the purpose of the incarnation so that when we live in Christ, we are a new creation in him. And glory be to our God forever and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart. And we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.